yeah, I know it has. Uh, that people have said, hey, wait a minute, I'm uncomfortable here, because we try to give them the freedom to be able to do that. To say, if you don't feel comfortable, then say so, and stop the work and ask the right questions. And if it turns out that it is safe, because perhaps you didn't know everything about it, then let's proceed. But the idea is stop and think. Welcome to ProCo360. I'm your host, Dave Tabor. This show features world-class entrepreneurs who, like you and I, choose Colorado. Success looks different here. It's multidimensional. That's why I say live, work, love Colorado. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Willis Weedle, president of Encore Electric, a Colorado contractor with over 800 team members that was just named the National Construction Safety Excellence Grand Award winner. Now, before you think I'm not in construction, I don't wear a hard hat or a fluorescent vest at work, I don't care, hold on. We aren't here to talk about safety. I want to know more about how a culture focused on one strategy, and in this case, safety, can be constructed to drive broad company performance. That's what makes me eager for this interview. So, Willis, with that intro and with Jack Kane, who heads up safety, joining us, thanks to you both for being on ProCo360. Thank you, Dave. It's a pleasure. Glad you guys are here. I'm going to start with you, Willis, and give us a quick overview of Encore, and then we'll dive into a lot of these cultural pieces we've talked about. Sure. Encore Electric is now 16 years old. We started in 2003. We primarily do commercial construction, some light industrial construction, and we have uh, five offices throughout the state uh, in the mountain range, southern Colorado, mm-hmm. northern Colorado, also Wyoming and Montana. Mm-hmm. Well, and 800 team members, that's a lot. You really, from what I've been able to learn about Encore Electric, what I've learned over time is that you really have a niche. I mean, you focus on complicated projects, right? That's true. Um, We call it our hedgehog concept, and it's uh, partnering with our customers on their most complex projects, which is what we think uh, we add value. You won this big award, the 2019 National Construction Safety Excellence top award in the country, in large part because of your culture of safety. So what does that mean? The culture of safety. I mean, I think you have to remember that in construction, it's a dangerous environment. And quite frankly, we care about all of the people that work in our industry. We care about the lives of those people and the families that, that, that work not only for Encore Electric, but for our entire industry. Um, it became it becomes very important for us to look out for their lives and for them to look out for each other. So therefore, you have to develop a culture that not only is led from the top down, but is actually grown and groomed from the bottom up as well. Hmm. Well, we're going to talk more about top down versus bottom up in a little bit. And before we dig into that, I mean, what would you say to people who say, you know, this construction industry is kind of old school? Do you think it's old school? Do you think about it as an old school kind of business? Um, I will tell you that it's old school from the perspective that there are still ditch diggers. Mm-hmm. There are people that get dirty every day and work hard to build the projects that we all get to enjoy every day and that we take our, that our, that our children are born in yeah. and that we, yeah. our families go to the office for. Um, it, it is old school from the perspective that it's a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a old school from the perspective that it is disciplined work, hmm. um, and it requires disciplined work ethic. Yeah, it's, it's it's very very much so. And all of that said, um, our people go to work every day. 
they work hard, they get tired, mm. and they're working in a very um, unsafe, I shouldn't yeah. say unsafe, a very dangerous yeah. environment every yeah. day. Well, when you think about leading a, a company involved in an industry, as you and I have come to know each other, you don't seem like an old school thinker, though. At least what I, what I would consider to be uh, in other companies, other construction companies, the way a leader might work. That's very kind of you to say. Hmm. Um, I'd like to think of myself like that. I, I think that we are, um, the whole company is built on entrepreneurship. It's built on um, an environment where uh, people are encouraged to, uh, to, be, t- uh, to grow their talents. Yeah. Um, it's grown uh, based on people who want to really enhance their careers and have a better career than they could anywhere else. And, and quite frankly, that also involves... Um, understanding technology. In today's world in construction, technology is amazing. It's something that we've dreamed about. I've been in this business for 40 Hmm. plus years, and all of the things that we always dreamed that we could do can now be done. Technology has taken us in places we never dreamed of. Well, and and the reason I'm, I'm exploring that, it wasn't even on our outline, so I caught you guys off guard with that, is that I want to make a connection between what maybe most of my listeners think about from the construction industry standpoint and and the relevance to what we're going to be talking about to everyone. And, and getting back to this culture of, of safety, I mean, having everyone talks about a culture of safety. So, Jack, what do you think is the difference between what Encore does and what other companies talk about sincerely but maybe do differently from what, the way you do it? Well, Dave, I think, first of all, it – starts with the leadership. It, start, it starts with this guy sitting next to me, and that's Willis Weedle. Uh, Willis has empowered me and all 800 employees mm-hmm. to be stewards of safety. Mm-hmm. There's not a single employee at this company that doesn't believe that safety is the most important job they have. You know, so you, you have a principle here that anyone can stop work if they see anything for any reason that seems unsafe. Absolutely. So how does that work in practice? I mean, maybe share an example of a time when somebody actually did that, that, that maybe the, the listeners could relate to. Well, I can tell you a little story. Um, we had a crew working on a project that required some excavation work. Uh, the excavation was dug by a different contractor and we had to put some duct bank in it. So basically, we had an employee uh, called that contractor out, stop the work on behalf of their own safety. Has work ever been stopped when an employee felt unsafe and proved to be sort of, you know, not actually the case? Willis, you're nodding your head. Has that happened more than once? Um, you know, I, I have to tell you, yeah, I know it has. Uh, that people have said, hey, wait a minute, I'm uncomfortable here because we try to give them the freedom to be able to do that. So if you don't feel comfortable, then say so and stop the work and ask the right questions. And if it turns out that it is safe because Mm -hmm. perhaps you didn't know everything about it, then let's proceed. But the idea is stop and think. Yeah. Stop the work. Stop it. So what what's happened in those cases? Like, you know, if you lose an hour of multiple multiple man hours because someone stopped and in fact it really wasn't unsafe. They were just uninformed. How do you handle that as a company? Oh, it's not um, a matter of the cost of of 
of that situation. It's a matter of making sure that people work safely. The cost of an accident, Jack. I mean, it's astronomical yeah, today. Yeah. It really is. We encourage our people. We want our people to go to work every day and go home the same way they came to work, except a little more tired. Yeah. Well, I get that. And you know, what do you think you do differently? I I, I go back to this different, different because. The, this, I'm driving home this concept of culture of safety because every construction company, everybody in the business talks about how important safety is. And they've even used the same phrases that you've used. We want our people to go home to their families. So what's an example of something you feel like you do differently that says, yeah, this demonstrates the culture that we really have? I wouldn't like to say that at Encore, we truly believe that we have the best trained, best equipped employee that is in the field our training just i feel is unapproachable by anybody else we have over 100 classes uh in what we call encore university mm-hmm. over 30 percent of those are safety classes hmm. This is ProCo 360's Pro Business Colorado. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with Willis Weedle and Jack Kane of Encore Electric, and this is a great time to thank our sponsors, Community Banks of Colorado and MicroStar Keg Logistics. They support Colorado entrepreneurism, and they support this show. And a big shout-out to our newest sponsor, Kinsley Meetings, where they always deliver exceptional experiences for attendees and exceptional outcomes for their clients. They are longtime friends, and I'm confident they'll serve your meeting needs well. Thanks again to the Colorado Chamber of Commerce as well for its support for me and Proco 360. And so I want to get back to this big award. There's a story Meg Vanderlaan, who scheduled this, um, explained about how the judges worked and how you brought your own employees into the room to talk to the judges. Willis, talk about that. Um, I, I think, you know, what we did was we, we did something very unique. And I think, actually, Jack and Meg um, had some brilliant ideas there to hmm. do this. Uh, what, what we did was we brought in um, 11 of our craftspeople and uh, sat them in the audience as... Jack and myself and Marlon Linder, uh, Vice President of Operations, gave the presentation, of which we have five minutes. Five grueling minutes in front of five pretty upstanding, uh, incredible you know, judges. Hmm. Uh, intimidating, by the hmm. way, judges. Hmm. Um, and so when we were done, we left the time for 10 minutes of question and answers. So we brought the 11, actually eight of the 11 people to the front of the stage. And they were, they'd literally just come from the job site. And they were apprentices, and they were journeymen, and they were um, foremen. Uh, just come from the job site, had their PPE gear on, meaning their mm. orange vests, and yeah. had their hard hats with them and their steel-toed boots, et cetera. So the judges said, okay, what's going on here? Mm. And they began to understand that because we introduced these guys as the people that would really answer the questions um, uh, more appropriately – the judges caught on pretty quickly and started to ask the eight people questions. Um, and, and these questions were really coming from the heart of the, of the values, the core values of these people and our culture. And the answers were conti- consistently uh, based on how we as an organization culturally treat safety and support safety. So the last judge turned around and said, mm-hmm. why are there still three 
people in the audience that's, that have, you brought three more people. Yeah. Well, the answer was, in case there's some situation that we could not, um, you know, somebody couldn't make it, we needed yeah. three extra people on the bench. Yeah. And she said, well, bring them up here. So she wanted to see if they were going to be as strong and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the three got up there and, and the rest of the questions were to those three. Hmm. And the three people were uh, asked questions about what's the most valuable thing that you can portray with regard to encore safety. The, the first one said it's consistency. It's our consistency hmm. in our safety program. The second one said something about um, our program and our training. And the third one said it's our culture. Hmm. And you keep bringing up this word culture all the time, and everybody has something to say. As a matter of fact, it's kind of a buzzword these days. Culture. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I hate buzzwords. But, uh, well, but that's but, why I'm probing this because yeah. I'm, I'm okay. really yeah, – keep going, yeah. Okay, so, so to me, it's not about uh, – it is culture, but our culture is based on our core values. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess it was um, Jim Collins said, um, you know, never, ever change your core values. You can always change the market you're in or the business that you do, but never change your core values. Mm-hmm. So um, we believe that wholeheartedly. Um, and we've based a lot of our, our uh, practices on that, not only safety, but mm-hmm. our incentive programs and everything based yeah. on our culture and our core values of people, principle, strength, and service. Mm-hmm. Those are our four core values of which yeah. you, know, you can dig deeper into those things. But I want to tell you about this award we won. This award we won is an amazing um, testament to the organization and the people that uh, Jack's team that, that uh, promotes safety every day. Uh, it's an incredible testament to every employee that works for us. Um, they're the ones who really earned it. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's an award. Hmm. It, it, there could be an accident tomorrow yeah. at Encore Electric. That doesn't take the award away, or you can take the award away yeah, if you want to. Yeah. The reality is the award was given to us because it is the reason we won the award was because of the humanity of our people, our humanity of our program. Mm-hmm. You can have a safety program, but it's just a program. Or you can have people who believe deep inside, which is the culture and the core values of the organization that says mm-hmm. we will look out for each other mm-hmm. and we're going to take care yeah. of each other. I think it, it, it has to start with a leader who really truly believes in what you've described as the humanity of safety. You know, the idea that this is really a core heartfelt desire, not an end, not a means to an end. Well, yeah, I, it, I, it's a hard to, an, hard to answer for me, but I, you know, I think that our, um, all of our people, we promote it every day. We try to hire to our culture. We try to develop our culture and continue to give people the opportunities to have careers in an environment like this. Yeah. And and the, to me, it's it's about um, the, this culture of, uh, of 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 trying to do something and create something beyond the norm, something greater than themselves. Yeah. And that whole idea of that that what that means is that people need to now look out for each other mm-hmm. because. It's not about mm. the individual. It's about the whole team. And it's not just about the Encore team. It's about every person that walks onto that job, whether yeah. he's a carpenter, mm. a plumber, or whatever. It's lives at stake. So do you that's think what that... We ha- that's a moral obligation for us. Mm. So do you think that, that what you're just explaining, the, um, this moral obligation that's felt through by your employees, I mean, is that, is that 
what's the word I'm thinking of? Is it sort of bleeding over? That's probably the wrong word in a safety talk, in a safety organization. But is that is that rubbing off on the way the rest of the company operates? The sense of taking care of one another. Do you see that becoming pervasive throughout the business? I absolutely do. As a health and safety manager, I started with this organization from day one and before that. And where we've come from and where we're going, uh, I think, puts us in a leadership role. I think what we do is actually, like Willis said, we not only look out for the employee, but we have a moral obligation to also look out for his family and make sure that he's returned home or she's returned home every night. You've, you've both mentioned other values at Encore Electric. And on, uh, you know, I know that some of those include things like total customer satisfaction or honesty, integrity, and ethical behavior. Do you think that Encore's track record of growth and financial success and all that, if you would, you know, it seems like you've sort of hung your hat on safety as a core a strategy for achieving what if you had chosen total customer satisfaction or ethical behavior instead of you know safety would you have end up in the same place where you are now yeah i think so um quite frank i think that our um we are a customer driven company what that means to us are we a people driven company or are we a customer driven company mm -hmm. that was a hard thing for us to hmm. figure out quite frankly you, you'd think that wouldn't be that hard to figure out but it really was we decided that we wake up every day to take care of our customers, and that is really important. And we deliver to our customers something they can't get anywhere else. And if we do that, then, then we grow because they want more of us. Hmm. If we do that well and do it efficiently, we'll be profitable. So we're not a profit-driven company, if you can believe that. Hmm. We can't exist without profit, but we yep. are not a profit-driven company. We are a customer-driven company. If you base your approach on being profitable, then the customer loses out because he's going to somehow be, um, uh, be short-sighted or be mm -hmm. shorted on mm -hmm. the quality or something is going to, yeah. it's, it's the wrong approach. Mm -hmm. But if we focus on making sure that customer is taken care of every day, now how do you do that? Yeah. Well, you do that with having the absolute best people to do that. If we don't have the best people, then we can't yeah. provide those services to our customers. And if we to have the best people, then that means, in our opinion, there has to be a very solid culture of the people who believe yeah. in the same thing. And so you're back to the culture yeah. no matter yeah. how you do it. Well, your org chart looks different from most. Do you want to explain that real quickly? And then I'm going to push back on it. Okay. <laughs> How's that for tearing it up? <laughs> um, so it's really not that unique. Uh, if you, we have an org, we have a. An orga a, a traditional organizational structure, but we basically turned it upside down mm -hmm. and said, well, isn't the customer the focus? So the customer's at the top, mm -hmm. and I get to sit at the bottom, yeah. which is, seems to me to be very appropriate. Um, if you, um, Because my job is to make sure that our customers are supported. How do I do that? I do that with over 800 electricians yeah. and a support staff of people who support them, which are the IT and the HR and the safety and and sure. the training and all those things. So at the end of the day, at the middle of our yep. organization chart is the most important part, and that is the people. Yeah. Now, the reason I said I was going to push back is this inverted org chart was a hot trend in the 80s or whatever it was, right? And it turned out to be nonsense because people didn't live it. Mm -hmm. 
What do you think you do that demonstrates that you live it versus all the other companies that flipped it upside down and then decided, yeah, 10 years later, what the hell, we'll just flip it back the way it really is? For the same reason that people have, most most companies have a, a statement on their wall that says customers are the most important thing. Right, right. But they don't believe it. Mm-hmm. I've worked for several other companies. And to, in, in my opinion, customers are the only thing that matters. So does that say that people don't? No. Mm-hmm. I kind of have to put them on the same scale mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we can't support our customers without our people. But we don't need our people if we don't have customers. So is it the chicken? Is it the egg? Yeah. I don't know. I just know that people put posters on their walls all the time that say the customer is the most important thing. We live it every day. Mm-hmm. We teach our people. We talk to our people. We continuously remind them to wake up every day to take care of the customer. Sometimes that costs us money to do. What do you mean? It means we have to make a decision to do the right thing, always do the right thing for the customer, giving that customer the value he paid for. Mm-hmm. It's no different than if you are building your own house or having a contractor come and pave your driveway yeah. in your at your house. You expect them to do the best job they possibly can yeah. for you. Even if you might lose money on a, on a job in order to do that. Yeah, even though you might lose money. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you, you've described the organization um, as a legacy organization, wanting to be a legacy organization. What's that mean to Encore? Um, it means to us that we want to turn the business over to those who worked at the business and earned, uh, earned the business and, 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 and it made it successful. So it, 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 is, it is creating that environment where people can create something greater than themselves. Mm-hmm. It creates a, an environment where uh, the people can, um, uh, can become the next leadership of this organization Come and, and, and do that from within. Does that we change promote, your time horizon? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think... I, I, I do think that this whole legacy concept says that we want to be in business for the next thousand years. We did say a hundred years at one point in time, mm-hmm. and then we started saying, you know, that's not that far away. Let's talk about a thousand years. And I am serious about that. Mm-hmm. And what it really means is how do you continue to have a culture in an organization that no matter how big it is, it's easier when it's small and there's a dozen people in the company. Mm-hmm. How about if there's 12,000 people in the company? Or in yeah, our case, yeah, 900. Yeah. Can you have that mm. same culture at that size of a company? And I believe you can. Mm. And if you don't, and you're really? a large and, con- and you are a large construction company, yeah. how can you say that you have that culture of safety at 10,000 people versus a really thousand versus 10? Really tough. And you better have it. Yeah. Because there are human lives at stake. Do you think you've built systems enough with 800 people? That if you scaled to 5,000 people, or you mentioned 10,000 people, do you think the systems you put in place to maintain that, that people-centric focus, do you think they scale? Yes. Philosophically, they scale. Huh. Uh, technically, we have talked a lot about how, what, if we had, what if we had, instead of 1,000 or 800, 900 people, what if we had 2,000 people? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you begin to have to sort of... Uh, build the company based on some exaggerated approach that says, what if we were twice the yeah. size? Or what if we were three times the size? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. because we do that. Yeah. Because if you can do it, if you can provide those systems that will allow the company to, to perform in all those facets mm-hmm. at 3,000 people, yeah. then I guarantee you it will be successful at 1,000 people. 
So, well, and so. you know, that's interesting too, because by building those systems, you also are showing the people who want to who want to work their way up that there's a place for them. Yes, absolutely. What do you think? Some of the new kinds of companies, tech companies, other kinds of uh, new businesses. What do you think they could learn about running a company from Encore? Culture, culture, culture. Um, I'm pretty confident because I have talked to some several people who have worked in some of the high tech. Um, companies that are some of the largest in the world that you all would know the names if I said them, mm-hmm. that, that I know clearly their culture is not hmm. the same culture as we have. And we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but we do have a vision of what that culture should be. And so, hmm. you know, I think they could learn, if they just come spend some time with us, they could hmm. learn. Hmm. So, What do you think being a Colorado company does uh, around your around the way you operate your your business your culture does it make a difference does it has an, does it have an impact I I think so um, first of all Colorado is a great it took me a long time to get here right um, but I got here finally hmm. um, and um, and I always wanted to be here and and I think that a lot of people want to be here so mm-hmm. it, it's an environment of we all know it's outdoors it's uh, entrepreneurship it's high tech companies it's Low-tech companies. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's oil and gas, and it's high-tech, and it's aerospace. It's everything. Yeah. So the most, a very, very amazing state. So it has opportunity, um, it, which is awesome. It draws people here. Mm-hmm. So I think that helps us a lot, the, the, the economic development yeah. of this But it's state. tough. I mean, are, are people talking about Encore um, as it a preferred employer? Are you getting more than your share of the good people? Ooh. We have a it we have a tough. very strong recruiting program. It is sure it can be tough. Yeah. Uh, you know we work very hard up front at the beginning of an employee's career to really develop that individual. Hmm. And when we talk about developing developing the electrician, we're focusing on developing the electrician of the future, not today. Uh, Today, electricity is what it is. We all know. We turn a light switch on, the light comes on. That's how I work it. But what if you walked in a room, the TV came on, the lights came on, the uh, temperature was set to the temperature where you want it? Sure. That is our future. Right, of course. And that's what we start each individual, each electrician, at the early stage in their career we start them thinking about that. Hmm. What What's next? Hmm. What's going to be here in a yeah. thousand years? What are, What do you think they come? What do you think they come here for that maybe they don't find elsewhere? Colorado? Yeah. No, your employees at okay. Encore. Um, I, I I you need to be you need to pay people fairly and competitively, hmm. um, and so we try to make sure that we are that we pay people appropriately and in one form or another. Uh, we also um, try to incentivize, have an incentive program that allows them to even go above and beyond hmm. what the normal uh, wage scale is. So if you're if you're a good performer and you have the right culture, yeah. you have the right behaviors and core values, mm-hmm. you can do very well here. Mm-hmm. Um, so why do they come here? Um, I, I think it's I, I think it's because people want they, you walk into the building and people tell me, mm-hmm. and I've only been here for 16 years, mm-hmm. so. Uh, and I still get pretty excited about being here. But um, people talk about um, how people are happy. Mm-hmm. That's pretty important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, people 
like being here. And that doesn't mean 100%, but yeah. the most people like being here. They want to be here. And they really love the opportunity to also be able to build work at, uh, that, that, that in, an, in a place where we live and that we work and we yeah. play. I yeah. Mean, yeah. And people really like working for a construction company like Encore. That's I would cool. like to quickly add one of the biggest compliments I think I've ever had, and this is a 10-second story. Ah. A senior superintendent for one of our clients told his son to go to work for Encore Electric because we have the best culture, the best training, uh, the safest company running. That's really cool. That is cool. I would end the interview there, except I got one more question for Willis. You but, got it. But thank you, Jack. Uh, Willis, as you, you said you've been here 16 years, so what are you doing to stay fresh I'm learning what the president of the organization should be doing, you know, more and more all the time as we grow. Because as you're, huh. when you're a small company, it's one thing. When you're a larger company, responsibilities change a little bit. How many people were here when you got here? Zero. I'm employee number five. We started from zero. Wow. Yeah. 16 we, years ago 16 from zero. Years ago. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, you know, it's a different place to be when you're running a three, eight or 900 people versus a, a handful and then thinking about where you might be if you were ever to double in size. Yeah. And, and I care about the next generation who's going to run this company at twice the size. That's what I really care mm. about. And that's the whole legacy concept. But what are we doing to keep fresh? <clears throat> I have to keep myself fresh. Yeah. And I actually, I have a coach. Uh, and that coach helps me a lot um, in, in understanding military background, which I have the utmost respect for. Because I think uh, there's a tremendous amount of accountability that's lost in business all business. And so I think this accountability piece, uh, it, it, you can learn a lot from mm. the military. Mm. Uh, I love that part of it. Um, and then uh, processes and everything else that go along with that in running a larger organization. So then I think the other side of that is uh, is um, technology because you have to, as a CEO or a president of the company, you have to know um, what is the outside world really look like? What's the market look like? What's the future of the business? Yeah. And so you have to engage in understanding um, economically, uh, uh, vertical markets, um, and technology. Where does that all mean? What does construction in our world look like um, in the next 5, 10, mm. 15, 20 years? And I care about that, even though I probably won't be around when that when You that think comes. it looks a lot different? You think no, construction? it looks a lot different. Yeah. What do you think? Pick well, one thing. What do you think looks really interesting and really unusual? Prefabricated that... modular buildings that are built hmm. off-site and delivered and prefabricated in place. Um, and, and not only that, but more wireless technology. Uh, hmm. Things that you know we see today that are done in conduit and wire are eventually will be done more wirelessly. Hmm. It's a whole different technology. Are you whole making changes internally yep. now? To you are, yeah. To look at that, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And we uh, we have people that actually, uh, on a pretty regular basis, um, are studying and trying to look at um, what is what is that next technology brand, yeah. and what technology mm. should we be in? What technology should we be using uh, in our business um, with the with the three D digital CAD drawings and. Um, and all of the stuff that goes along with it. It's just yeah. a very fascinating business, changing faster mm. than we can keep up with. And quite frankly, certainly faster than I can. Mm. And so you have to surround yourself with lots of young, energetic, on entrepreneurial people. Mm. Give them the direction and the vision and then get out of their way. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I think, I, you know, that makes a lot of sense. We see, and in, in particularly in Colorado, we've got a lot of young talent. And uh, so what you've just said, I think, is a, a good note to, to wrap on. And 
I think I'll do that. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining me. I'm your host, Dave Tabor. Today, I'm ProCo 360's Pro Business Colorado. You've been listening to my conversation with Willis Weedle and Jack Kane of Encore Electric. Thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate our conversation about culture driving results. I think it's pretty, uh, pretty eye-opening for me and a great example of, uh, of just that. So, uh, listeners, thanks for joining me on ProCo 360, where we say live, work, love Colorado, because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the ProCo 360 podcast. Thanks again to show sponsors, MicroStar Keg Logistics, Community Banks of Colorado, Kinsley Meetings, and the Colorado Chamber of Commerce. And a final thanks to Meg Vanderlaan here at Encore and to Sean Grant, our sound engineer. That's the show. Live, work, love Colorado. Colorado.